Thank you, choir, orchestra. Thank you, church choir, all of you who are singing today. We're the biggest choir, and we're all singing, and uh, the, the choir prompts us to do so. I wonder, do you remember when you first heard that song? It can become familiar, and familiarity can breed contempt. But I am sure as a young child I sang that song. I'm pretty sure we were singing that song about the time I was baptized. Um, do you remember your baptism? Uh, many of you can remember it because it was recent, and others it was many years ago. Um, this morning reminded me a little bit of my baptism, and here's why. Because when I went into the baptistry as a seven-year-old, um, I forgot to take off my socks. And um, so when I came out, there weren't extra socks to put on. And so the rest of the day, I sort of squished. The rest of the morning, just every, and uh, this morning, for whatever reason, um, that, that set of waders leaks. And so I'm a, I'm a little wet. I'm just a little bit. My arm and my tie and one leg. And, and uh, I remember going to Israel back in 2000, and we got to the Jordan River, and some were being baptized. And I thought, I know I was baptized as a seven-year-old, but I think I want to be baptized in the Jordan River. And here's my memory of that. Joshua Hardo, pastor of Trinity Baptist, one of our mission churches out in Katy, he baptized me. And here's what I remember about that that I had forgotten as a child. It takes a lot of trust to let somebody take you backward into the water. Now, Josh and I were born about 14 days apart. We've known each other many years. But in that moment, I remember looking in his eyes and thinking, do I trust this guy? <laughs> Not only to get me into the water, that's the easy part, but to get me back out of the water. And I wonder, can we trust? We just sang, the Bible tells me so. Can I trust that what the Bible tells me is true? Can I trust that Jesus really loves me? And the word in Scripture for trust is the word believe or faith. It literally means to put your whole life into the hands of somebody else. Would you open your Bibles with me again this morning? to the Gospel of John, chapter 14. Watchman Nee said, God will answer our questions in one way, and one way only, by showing us more about his Son. We're learning about Jesus. Stand with me as we read God's Word. We're in the I Am sayings. There are seven I Am sayings with Predicates, I am, remember, Jesus said, I am the bread of life, I am the light of the world, I'm the door for the sheep, I am the good shepherd. He said last week, I am the resurrection and the life. Let's hear the sixth, and next week we'll look at the seventh, the last of those together on Palm Sunday. Jesus said, John 14, verse 1, do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My Father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I am going to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where 
I am. And you know the way to the place where I'm going. And Thomas said to him, Lord, we, we don't know where you're going. We don't know the way. How can we know the way if we don't know where? And Jesus answered, here it is. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really know me, you will know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. This is the word of the Lord. Please be seated. Father, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be pleasing in your sight. O oh Lord, our rock and our redeemer, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Remember, Jesus said to Martha, we saw last week, do you believe this? He wasn't just saying, do you um, give cognitive assent to the fact that I am the resurrection and the life. He was saying, are you willing, remember, get in the wheelbarrow. Are you willing to stake your life on this? And Martha ultimately had to come to the place where she trusted Jesus with her whole life. The good news of the gospel is God wants us to know him. He wants us to know who Jesus is. And so Jesus said, I am. Seven different times the Gospel of John tells us, he said, I am. Remember we said, if somebody tells you who they are, believe them. Believe Jesus when he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Thomas Akempis said, without the way, there is no going. Without the truth, there is no knowing. Without the life, there is no living. And the point of this passage, as I perceive it in the dialogue with Thomas and Philip, is Jesus seems to be saying to them, you've been walking with me for three years. Do you not yet know me? I won't ask you how long, but I'll just tell you, I've been walking with him for 53 years since I walked out of that water with my squishy socks. 53 years. And I ought to know him by now. So we said at the beginning of this new year, this one thing we do, we want to know Christ better at the end of this year than we know him at the beginning of the year. We're three months in today. This is the end of the Sundays of the first three months. How are we doing? Do we know him better? And another way to ask that question is, do we really trust him? Who is Jesus? We've heard Jesus say on five previous occasions who he is. This time, he tells us three more things about himself. He says, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Do we trust him? So who is Jesus first? Jesus is the way we walk. His identity shapes our activity. Remember our series called The Way last year. Jesus was the way, and his disciples became known, the book of Acts tells us over and over again, that they became known as the way. That is, they were the ones who were following Jesus, who is 
the way. And again, Isaiah 30, verse 21, echoed in the ears of his disciples, whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. Wouldn't you love in those times when you're making the really tough decisions to have somebody just whisper over your shoulder, this is the way. Not, uh, not somebody who's a, a comedian saying, if you come to a fork in the road, take it. No, not, not like that. But, but which way? Two roads, Robert Frost said. Two roads diverged in a yellow wood. And I knew I couldn't travel both. Which way is the right way for me to go? Isaiah would go on to say that in the end, there will be a highway and it will be called the way of holiness. It will be for those who walk on that way. The unclean will not journey on it. Wicked fools will not go about it. Imagine the audacity of Jesus saying, not just I am a way, I am the way. There is an exclusivity here which may make our pluralistic world very uncomfortable. How uncomfortable? Even the church seems to be abandoning it. My friend, Bill Hinson, who pastored First Methodist Church here in town before he went home to be with the Lord, he invited me to preach for him at that church at one point. Just a, a great servant of God and an incredibly amazing preacher. And he told a story about being in his denominational national meeting one year and one person went to the microphone and said I think it will help the church if we can stop saying Jesus is the way and just say Jesus is a way Jesus is a way and from the back of the crowd a brother from Pakistan walked up to the microphone and said then we need to tell my brothers in Pakistan because they are giving their lives right now for the truth that Jesus is the way. In other words, if they were willing to say, there are many different paths to God, well then, they wouldn't have to give their lives. But when they say Jesus is the only way, I'll, I'll tell you, um, when I landed coming back from Dallas on Friday, I'm glad that my pilot found the way, that he, he landed on the runway. Um, I, didn't, I didn't need him at that point saying, well, there's I-45 or I-10. No, I didn't need him to do that. I needed him to find that one runway that was open. And look, there are many choices in life. We all make them uh, different ways to go different places. But Jesus is being very clear here that he is the way. And the truth that Jesus is the way is not a way of saying, Jesus is the best way for me to get my way. You remember the old song, I did it my way. Nobody in heaven is saying, I did it my way. They did it his way. Jesus is the way. Just to clarify this, 100% of the people who are in heaven right now know that Jesus is the only way there. Because if they're there... They got there through him, and there is no other way 
to get there. I know that sounds so exclusive to us. Let me just be unapologetic today. If it's true, then we're not doing anybody any favors by saying, uh, as the rock song says, you can go your own way. Because you can't go your own way. It really is his way, the way of holiness, the way that we are to go. And he will reveal more of himself to us as we continue to walk with him. So what do we do about the fact that Jesus is the way? We walk in that way. We listen for his voice. And when he tells us to do something, we obey we follow his path. Who is Jesus? He is the way. Who is Jesus? Jesus is the truth that we can trust. Remember, Jesus talked a lot about truth. As I read the Gospel of John in these recent weeks, I was reminded how often Jesus talked about the truth. And we're coming close to that place where Pilate will say, what is the truth? Where is truth? It sounds like a question our world would ask. And Jesus said um, to the Jews who had believed in him, he said, if you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples, and here it is, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Jesus is the liberating truth. He doesn't just tell us the truth. He embodies the truth. He personifies the truth. Truth is not just a principle that you learn. Truth is a person whom you trust. And David Mickelson, who is, by the way, the head of that organization called Snopes. Why do we even have something called Snopes? Because there's so many people telling so many stories that sometimes we just go, I'm not sure that's true. And if you dial up Snopes and give some key words, it'll tell you whether that story is just sort of an urban legend or it's really actually true. And David Mickelson said, we have come to the place where there are so many things being published on the internet, we could almost call ourselves a post-truth age. Now, here's the problem. When um, our leaders in every arena of life, we can tell they're lying when their lips are moving. <laughs> when that's the way the world is, what suffers is trust. So if we don't know what the truth is, then we don't trust anybody. As truth declines, trust declines. So trust among the general population in the United States. They do an inventory of this called the trust index. I wonder where you are on the trust index. And what they discovered is um, that the, the trust index in the U.S. fell nine points to 43%. This was a couple years ago. I would hate to see what it is right now. The collapse of trust in the U.S. is driven, no surprise, by a staggering lack of faith in government, which fell 14 points to 33%. The remaining institutions, business, media, NGOs, can I just say churches, the trust level is, is falling precipitously in our world. So, as Richard Edelman said, the United States is enduring an unprecedented crisis of trust. And we wonder, who can we trust? And we trust in this leader or that leader. I heard last night the most tragic story about a pastor in our city who made some abominable choices and then continues to persist in that and to hear his own family crying out right now saying, we don't understand why our dad made these choices and walked away from God. And I just want to say, when, 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 when a spiritual leader walks off a cliff 
we all suffer. It devalues the currency. There has to be an ability to trust. And I just want to say, Jesus is not that kind of leader. Jesus is the truth. Jesus is the truth we can always trust. He tells us, I am the way. I am the truth. We should trust him. I was in a denominational meeting, just so you know, all denominations have their challenges. And trust had been compromised in that group. And we were reeling. You've been in meetings like that before. And we were in this meeting trying to figure, how do we go forward from here when trust has been compromised in this group? And thankfully, it's been addressed, and that's behind us. But it's still hard to to pick up. And they said, uh, Dr. Brooks, would you pray that we would have quiet trust? And so there was a, a, a season of silent prayer. And as we were sitting there in the silence, I'm not kidding, I could hear my mom's voice when I was in worship as a child, standing beside her in church. If you ever wonder, parents, should we sing? Sing. Because as I stood beside my mother, I can remember her singing like she meant it. Jesus, Jesus, how I trust him, how I've proved him, or and or, Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus, all for grace to trust him more. And here I am 50-something years later, and that truth about her trust in Jesus is still propelling me forward. I memorized it as an 18-year-old, as a freshman in college, Proverbs 3, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, in all your ways, submit to him. And he will make your paths straight. Jesus is the way. Jesus is the truth. Jesus is the life. This whole gospel has so much to say about life, but it's in that opening, uh, in that opening part of the gospel of John, those first 18 verses we call the prologue. And there in verse 4, Who is Jesus? Jesus is the life we live. And what John says at the beginning was, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And in verse 4, in him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. In John 6, 35, then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry. Whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. We saw last week, Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. In John 10, he says, look, the thief comes to steal and kill and destroy, but I have come so that you may have life and have it to the full. And Jesus says to his troubled disciples, it was lost on me again. It's so funny when you read the Bible how how many times I've read it, but it occurred to me when Jesus said in chapter 14, verse one, do not let your hearts be troubled. He had just said to Peter, and you're gonna deny me three times. And then he said, 
Let not your hearts be troubled. So somebody in my hearing today is the person who says, but pastor, you don't know how I have failed God this week. And I say the words of Jesus, let not your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, that there is a God. That's good. James says, the demons in hell believe that and they tremble. Believe also in me. Jesus says, Trust me, I'm going to come looking for you. John 17, 3, this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. Can we trust God to show us the way to live? Psalm 16, 11, you make known to me the path of life. Just to be clear today, God wants us to know him even more than we want to know God. How do we know that? He came for us. So thinking about the stories I shared with our children this morning, I was, I was reminded of Luke's stories about a lost sheep and a lost coin and a lost son and how the shepherd left 99 sheep to go and find the one. Um, Mozart in, in his Requiem said, do not forget, Lord Jesus, I am the reason for your journey. He came looking for us like a woman sweeping, looking for that one coin, like her livelihood and life depended on it. And when she found it, what did she do? She rejoiced. But here's the thing about sons and daughters. They have minds of their own. You can go looking for them, but you can't make them come home. So this week I heard the story of Rocky Rocky, a dog in central Texas, running around the pasture where the family lived, and then they couldn't find Rocky. The mom of the family said, when it, when it got dark, we realized something's wrong because Rocky always comes home in time, you too, right, for supper. Always in time for supper, and Rocky didn't show up. This was three years ago. Three years ago, Rocky gets lost, and they don't know where Rocky is. And then somebody driving down the road saw a dog sitting beside the road, picked up the dog, took the dog to a shelter. They did an x-ray, and it looked like this dog was not going to live very long. So instead of having the dog die in a shelter, they sent the dog with a foster family. God bless those of you who foster animals. And this dog was sent there. But the dog got better. The dog became more healthy. And it became such a great story that the shelter did a news story uh, in Waco, uh, a news story about this dog that had been found that didn't look like it was going to live, but now it was doing well. And they were trying to get somebody to adopt the dog. And Rocky's family was watching the news that night and said, that dog looks like Rocky. The husband was skeptical, and he said, it's been three years. There's no way that dog's, there's no way that, Rocky was 12 when he left. He didn't live on his own to the age of 15. It doesn't make sense. They went there. This dog was thin, uh, a bit emaciated, still, they looked and they thought, I don't know if that's our dog or not. But when she touched and found the bump behind his ear, 
She knew that it was Rocky. And they took Rocky home to the same places where Rocky used to lie down. The same cat uh, was mad that the dog was in the house. It was all the same way he left it. And I found myself thinking how God knows the bump behind our ear. And if we can just find a way like the prodigal son to come to ourselves and realize if you ever wonder, what exactly is God trying to do to me? Well, here it is. He's trying to give you life. Will you receive it? Will you come home to him? I was walking the campus this week, praying as I do. Somebody told me Daniel Vestal used to do that too, so I guess I'm in good company. But I was walking around the campus, praying as I walked, and I walked by that fountain for the, oh, 2,000th time of my life. But I looked at the words, which I know I've read before, but it was like I had never seen them before. The scriptures on the inside of our fountain, Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. And then that second one, you gotta see this. I know you've seen it, but you gotta see it. In Revelation 7, 17, where it says, and the lamb, the lamb will lead them to springs of, the, here's that word, that phrase, life giving springs of water and he will wipe every tear from their eyes. And I'm not kidding you. I sat down on that bench and I committed myself anew to say, God, this is the place you have put me. You are my way and I will walk with you. You are my truth, and I know I can always trust you. You are my life, and I want to live for you because Jesus is our life, and you have only one life, and it will soon be passed, and only what is done for Christ will last. You can trust him, the one who said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, his answer for our troubled hearts today is to trust him. Do we? Let's pray. Father, I thank you that you have proven yourself trustworthy. We have trusted you and proven you over and over in our lives. We ask for grace to trust you more, Lord. Some of us need just to trust you to save us, Lord. We need to fall backward into the water and believe that you're going to bring us out. And some of us today, Lord, need to trust you with that next step in our lives to become part of a community of joy where the joy of the Lord is our strength. And some of us, Lord, need to trust you with that burden that we carried in here and it was dragging us down and we don't want to leave with that burden and we believe that burdens are lifted at Calvary so we want to leave that burden with you today God thank you for proving to us again and again that we can trust you Lord we believe please help our unbelief help us to trust you in Jesus name amen